Demons Discuss, take three, the one with the other books. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your demon hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Jean and Angela. Hi, Jean. Hi, Vale. Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. Hello, fellow demons and listeners. And this is the one we're going to talk about other books, and that would probably qualify as a topic that orbits the All Souls trilogy, because we're not quite touching the trilogy. Probably the more formal title of this would be What to Read While We Wait for More in the All Souls World. It would be a supplemental guide that we're waiting for. Isn't that true? Aren't we waiting for like a supplemental guide, like an illustrated supplemental guide? We are waiting for an illustrated companion and we are waiting for the next installment, The Serpent's Mirror, which is due sometime in 2017. We're not quite sure yet. Right. And then the television production, world news on a television production. Exactly. Yep. So, but before we get into the meat of our topic and talk about all the other books, I really wanted to bring up this tweet from Deb that kind of got us talking about a week ago. Ah, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Angela, you brought this to our attention. Um, she was responding to a reader's inquiry about Galaglass being involved in the next book. And here is her response. There are creatures in the queue before Galaglass. Maybe book six? Hashtag M writing. What do you guys think of that? Well, if you know how many people are want Galaglass to have his own book. Right. Well, I don't think the Serpent's Mirror is going to be it. And it doesn't no. sound like book five is going to be it either. No, maybe book six. I think the unexpected thing for Deb was so many characters talking to her. You know, she wanted to write the Serpent's Mirror and work out Matthew's time in King Henry. Spycraft. Yeah, exactly. Spycraft. And so many other people were talking to her. I think that's where book five came in. And there's probably still a lot to be worked out with Gallowglass's story. I mean, it's there, but it has to be refined a lot. Yeah, I imagine him floating out to sea, just wandering. (laughs) Deb has mentioned Baldwin a couple times being very pushy. So who knows? She had, a, I think part of the early plan was a lot of Godfrey in the Serpent's Mirror, but the heart wants what the heart wants. Okay, books. Gene, what's the plan? Well, my thought is with the holidays and, you know, Amazon discount days that are coming up and no release date for the Serpent's Mirror, our, my idea today is that we talk about the books that we love that we think other All Souls fans may love as well. It might help everyone else pass the time till the Serpent's Mirror comes out or we get any TV news. Yeah, we know a lot of you guys love to reread the trilogy and we were on that treadmill for quite some time. We really get it. Yeah, we get it. There's nothing quite like the All Souls trilogy, but the thing is, there's a ton of great fun books out there that push one or more of your buttons that may not be exactly similar to the All Souls world, but they certainly collide with the all souls world and some of these books that we're going to introduce you today you may already know about they're pretty big books pretty well-known books but some of them you may not and also in in researching this episode i came across some pretty decent fanfic about uh philippe and isbo and if we get some time we'll drop you a hint on where to find that as well fanfic See, now that's something that we i think we should probably address because a lot of authors start with fan fiction. And I think I was reading 
There's only a few stories and only a few types of characters. So what is wrong with fanfic? What's the popular? I mean, people poo-poo their noses at fanfic, but I don't think they should. No. Because you can find your next best author, you know, writing things about character archetypes and putting them in different situations and getting a great story out of it. I mean, um, arguably, all romance boils down to Jane Austen. Yes. I mean, it's all Jane Austen fanfic when you pick it all apart and pick the genre apart and every single story has a certain structure to it. You may put different clothes on the characters, but the characters all represent the same ideas. I think Deb said that at one of her talks. She said, if every broody male, every story about, you know, a bookish woman and a broody male popped up, then we all be accused of doing uh, Jane Austen fan fiction. Exactly. That's heavily paraphrased, but yeah, that's that's it. Okay, so, um, oh, on that note too, like I want to address the, what we call among the three of us, book snobbery, you know, people who can't stand Fifty Shades of Grey because, oh, I would never read that kind of smut. Oh, come on, give it a chance. <laughs> There's a story in there too, yeah. you know, anything well and and to the 50 shades of gray thing a lot of people even say oh the writing's bad oh this oh that but the fact of the matter is is there's some really good character development in that book that a lot of new writers would do well to take a look at and maybe learn something from there's something in every book that you can take away that's good the characters in that book were fantastic well and the fact of the matter oh go ahead sorry Valerie. oh no 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 just you know anna was a good character um, Christian Grey was a good character. And they were based on the Twilight books. You know, if you took Bella and Edward and took them to a different extreme, put them in a different situation. Yeah, go ahead, Angela. Well, as the one, as we said in the one about vampires, Twilight got people reading. Fifty Shades of Grey got people reading. I mean, what is the harm in that? So um, people can look down at the subject matter or say they wouldn't try it. But again, never say never. And some of these books fall into that. Some of the books on our list fall into that, like, oh, I don't know if I can try that and try it. You don't know. It's nothing but you and your book and reading it. I mean, get an e-reader if you don't want people to see. (laughs) That's my secret. No one knows what I'm reading. Ever. But ever. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into our list, shall we? Sure. Well, first of all. Each of us have personal preferences. Valerie, what, what's your favorite genre to read? Fan fiction, usually action adventure with, did I say fan fiction? No. Fantasy fiction. My bad. <laughs> usually action adventure with a sprinkle of romance in there. Uh, I think that's why Shadow of Night was like a great book for me because there was always something popping in that book. Always. There was romance. There was all kinds of things happening in that book. And that is my favorite genre. I like really odd things. Um, that would explain cut and run about a, about a couple of FBI guys, you know. Do you want me to just go through my list or how do you want to do this? Well, team? I figured, you know, we. Uh, what I want to do is just introduce us as readers and then we can go through the list because I'm sure all of us have something to say about all the book, mm-hmm. the different oh, books yeah. since we seem to cross pollinate each other so much with recommendations. We do. And I, um, I'm a geek. So I, I like books about action adventures with geeks. <laughs> I'm a serious geek. I love, um, when I'm not reading books, I'm reading tech blogs or I'm reading, 
what the next thing is. So that's, I, I'm just trying to keep up with the young and the young geeks. <laughs> that's, not e- that's not easy. No, it's not. I'm, I'm finding out having two young kids. Yeah. So what just are you reading these days, reading. Angela? These days, I'm reading a whole variety. I mean, if you ask my favorite genre, it would be mystery thriller for sure. Um, and that's actually how I got into Shadow of Night was because I, I read the description and it said it was about a man and woman um, on on the mission to find a missing manuscript. So I really thought it was like Sherlock Holmes. I did. I thought, <laughs> I don't know who was Sherlock and who was Holmes in the Diana and Matthew combo, but um, that's usually my my preference. And I do love supernatural, anything paranormal. Um, and history, I was reading a lot of nonfiction um, history, but recently I've been reading a lot of young adult. Uh, I've through Instagram. I found a great uh, bookstagram community and have really opened my world up to new stories, authors, and and people in that community. So that's what I've been reading lately. Well, for me, it's always, uh, my start was fantasy. Anne Rice, when it first came out, still adore that genre. For a while, it was true crime. Oh, oh, the dark, dark world I lived in for a while. But these days, (laughs) it's fantasy. It's the fantasy. It's the historical fiction. And yeah, I'm like the closet romance reader. It's kind of a community I've gotten involved with. Uh, I don't think you're closet, though. Well, I guess I'm not closet since I'm actually <laughs> the admin for one of the better writers out there. So there's not much closet left. No, no, you're not quite closet about it. Well, in some communities, I'm a clo- I'm closeted about it. But I'm pretty out and proud. There's some really good writers there who not only write romance, but write suspense into their romance and a lot of fun, fun stuff out yeah. there. And so I'm probably going to have some Demons After Dark recommendations as we go on along here, and we'll let you know if it's an After Dark reco. You can do with that as as you wish. I like that, Demons After Dark. I do, too. Mm. Sounds sounds really... Mm. <laughs> There's no fade to gray there. I just put another shade of lipstick on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, anyways, <laughs> to get started with our, our book recommendations, we were going to kick it off with one of all three of our favorites, uh, Karen Marie Monning, who brought us both the Highlander series and the Fever series. Um, can't say enough about this writer. She's wrapping up her Fever series in January with the final installment called Fever Song. Now, you want to talk about the ultimate alpha male romantic lead. You got Jericozy Barons. JZB. JZB. All DZB, dude. <laughs> Thank you, KMM, for that. <laughs> all DZB. Let me tell you what. His middle name is Zigor. Did you know that? I think I did. I think I did too. But I would never have been able to recall it. Yeah. Zigor. Yeah. I mean, he's now, and he's also a mystery because no one's quite sure what, what he is. is. No. no. And then he's got. That posse of his, the nine, oh my lord. Uh, okay, so like for All Souls readers, what you will like about JZB, and me and Jean and Angela were talking about this the other day, he's one half Philippe, one quarter Matthew, and one quarter Baldwin, yes. easily. that That is how the pie would cut with him. He He's in command and control always. He knows what's going on before anybody else does. 
he's got his finger on the pulse of everything, much like Philippe. And when you hear him, when you, well, when I say hear, when I hear him talk in my head while I'm reading the words, it is such a commanding presence. Yeah. And he, he walks into a room and fills it up, all of it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I would say the bald one is because he takes no shit. He, he just gets what needs to be done. And, you know, you can ask questions later. But yeah. no, nah, he takes he he doesn't take it from you. He just does it. He does what needs to be done. He no emotion involved when when he needs to turn that off. He can easily turn that off. Yeah. And he's very Matthew in the fact that he's got a similar background. He's also got Matthew's a, romantic heart that's buried yes. underneath all the Philippe and Baldwin. And because um, he had a he had an issue with a prior family, just like Matthew. Spoiler alert, guys, mm-hmm. sorry. But he carries a lot of pain with him. So I would say in that way, he's very similar to Matthew. I feel like he's poetic too, a little bit. Yes, yes, he is. Yes. He is. Um, another thing All Souls readers would love about this series is the setting of Dublin and also mm-hmm. the involvement of the, the fae world. The, the fairy world it pulls mm. from from the celtic druids it pulls from old irish folklore um yeah and speaking of the druids there's the whole mckelter family mm. yeah they kind of cross back and forth between fever and the highlander series so highlanders. all you mm, all you gallo glass fans that's this might you. be for you yeah the highlander and the fever series it's like alpha male on top of alpha male i mean it's stacked book book cover to book cover and that's what i love about it mm-hmm and what I love about I love about it is how she also t- ties in so much of the magic. Yeah. So there, there you go, you guys. You've got your fix. You've got your your hot Highlander. You've got magic. You've got Fay. You've got Alphas. Uh, and I'll be honest, Michaela, I really liked uh, as things spun out. She didn't turn she out has, to be a Mary Sue. No, she's got really cool development. I mean, she turns from you know everyday person to badass. Yep. Reluctant protagonist. Yes, <laughs> she's she's an example of the reluctant protagonist because when we start out, I know starting out reading with her, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awful. This shallow, shallow. She's ridiculous. She's man. She evolves such. She evol- evolves so well as a character. It's it's a really good series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the f- I haven't read all of the Highlanders. I read one of the Highlanders, oh. and that was kind of a retrofit. Because I started out with a fever series mm-hmm. and I I was done. I loved it. It was ah, and we're well, waiting on the one book. Yeah. You recommended the fever series to me, and you're like, "Here's five books. Go and read them." And I'm like, "Okay." And <laughs> then I I started. I started. And I couldn't stop. I mean, I was thankful that I had all five books in my virtual hands. Oh, it was like crack. Imagine having to wait for one of the five books. No. Yeah. Oh, oh God. God. Talk about. <laughs> She is the master of cliffhangers. Holy moly. Oh, oh be- between Iced and Burned, Waiting for Burned. Oh, Lord. that The most recent one? Yeah. That was a killer. Oh, and, and just one little aside in the Highlander series, one of the books is about a berserker. Ah, I'm sure he yeah. and Galaglass probably would not be friends, but, <laughs> you know, just a fun, li- fun right. little aside. You even get a, a romance with a berserker. So it's certainly a series to look into. I I can't recommend it higher. I mean, it's if somebody is into like the the All Souls trilogy, pick this up. Right. Pick this up. It'll give you something to do while you're waiting on news. And the and, right 
the, the writing is different too. I mean, in Iced, that was one of the spinoff books after the five to have the same scene told from two different perspectives, the exact same scene. It was, I thought that was brilliant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, probably something to tell you guys um, after what, what was it after the first book or second book? Um, Karen. Oh, that POV from uh, that excerpt. Yeah. The POV oh, from dark fever yes. from uh, Jericho's point of view, which is yes. changes the canon altogether. Yes. <laughs> we'll call it we'll call it that alert demons after dark yeah changes the canon altogether and um i'll have the link in the show notes but i think you can only get that from her website yeah it's still on her website and i believe there's still the audio file for that as well for you folks who love audiobooks yeah there's an audio file for that too i don't recommend the audiobooks for this no i don't either no i, I didn't like the reader a uh, male or female reader it was a female okay. and um her voices were heavily affected. Yes. Oh, I remember that. It was a bad Southern accent. That terrible Southern accent. Yes. I grew up nowhere near the South, and I can do a much better Southern accent. And she sounded that. much, much older than Michaela. Michaela's young and vibrant. Young. And she sounded, you know. Old. Older. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't like her voice for Jay-ZB. No, I didn't either. But yeah, I don't recommend the audiobooks, but definitely pick up the books. Well, oh, and here's another. We've got another great series, too. The... Uh, Elemental Mysteries by Elizabeth Hunter. Oh, you're looking for vampires. There you go, Giovanni. There you go. And now these books, now the vampires have elemental powers. Each one that kind of focuses on a vampire that has, that introduces a new power into the series. And God, that's a good series too. I can't recommend that enough. She's got another book. She's got other books, but I haven't, I think I read one from another series of hers. Oh, the Songs of Erin, yes. I don't know if she's going to continue on with that because there's so much demand for the elemental uh, books and the spinoffs. She's an independent writer. So she basically is in charge of her whole show from promoting to uh, writing and formatting. I mean, it's it's a huge job. And she recently announced that she was probably going to stick with the Elemental Mysteries for a while because that's what puts food on her table. Mm -hmm. So Mm. I can't recommend buying these books enough. You are supporting a working writer and every one of the independents go and buy their books. Seriously. Support them. Yes. As Deb would would charge us to do, support your artists. Don't steal. Demons do not approve. Support your artists. No, (laughs) we do not. Demons disapprove. (laughs) (laughs) It's got the anti-stamp on it. No, (laughs) do not do this. And and another thing about the elemental books is you've got all the, it's kind of a big vampire family like the Declaremonts, and there's all kinds of interesting characters. Uh, aside from Giovanni, who is, of course, made a, he was made a vampire in Renaissance times. Mm. Yeah. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yes. It's, it's a good series. It really is. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's got a beautiful writing style too. Not quite as descriptive as Deb, but very evocative. Yeah. And there is SEX in that one. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for that. It's not graphic, but it's definitely there. And there's no question about what's going on. No bundling in this one. No. It's no bundling. So, <laughs> so we have we have this scale bundling to the fever series. Well, bundling bundling plus. <laughs> is that bundling plus? Or is it just doing the no, deed? No, this one's doing the deed, but it's not They do the yeah. deed. 
And boy, do they They're do not it. De- it's they not do quite it well. Demons After Dark, but it's doing the deed. And speaking of it more closer to Demons After Dark, there's also the Black Dagger Brotherhood, which people love. You love vampires, you love alphas, you got 12 to choose from. That one's After Dark because I picked up the first one and ooh mama, that was hot. <laughs> I think the first one was my favorite was, because it kind of shocked me. I was going to ask which one is I haven't read them, so which one is your favorite? Dark Lover. I think the one Zadist was was it Lover Unbound, the fifth one. He's the really yes. angry one. I really liked him. He was my favorite of the Brotherhood. Um, there's also just FYI, there's even a, a male male couple who. Yep. Slash romance, yeah. which I'm a fan of. Who knew? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I stumbled into that. <laughs> that you was... know, and I, I really admire her for including a male-male couple. There's better male-male couples written out there, but if you're looking to expand your horizons, hop on the Black Dagger Brotherhood train. Uh, I, I will say the one thing that I kind of didn't like about it was it was kind of cartoony. They were cartoony characters. Not not as necessarily as well developed and with as much depth as uh, Elizabeth Hunter or Deb or, or Karen Monning for that matter. But there's a lot of action and there's an overarching storyline in an ongoing battle that's pretty intriguing. I can definitely picture this in a comic book. Yes, it'd be, make a perfect um, graphic novel, you're right. Absolutely. Um, I didn't like the human that hung around them. Oh, yeah. You know, what What was his name? God. He was after that one chick at first in, the, in that first book. Uh, God, I can't think of his name. I'll put it in the show yeah. notes when I can remember it. But yeah, I didn't like him because he just seemed like uh, such Extraneous, a... Extraneous, just didn't really need him. <laughs> so briefly, how is this world set up? Vampire? You said they are vampires? There are vampires and there's also another set of supernatural beings, and I can't remember what they're called, that are preying on, preying on humans. So the the Black Dagger uh, Brotherhood is kind is basically protecting the balance. They're also trying to wipe out all the vampires so they can take power. So there's this there's this battle going on around all the clueless humans. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Right. Well, yeah. And the humans are just mm-hmm. there. And, and there's, there's um, also every book involves a romance between a member of the brotherhood and usually a human usually a human sometimes they turn sometimes they don't yeah i think one of them actually ends up being a ghost yeah interesting yeah i mean I... it's it's very paranormal it's it's a true paranormal romance it's um not my favorite series, me personally, but it is because I fell off at around book nine. I'm like, okay, come on. We're being ridiculous. <laughs> oh, the, the blind, the blind vampire with the, the seeing eye dog was where I kind of got off. Yeah, I'm like, come on, you're a vampire. Yeah. Work that out. Oh, and I remember which character you're talking about, Val. It was that Yes. Wasn't it Bert or something? Bert, that's it. And he, he used to work with the heroine in the first book yes and, and she, she was turned. he really wanted her yeah she was yeah, turned, she to, was turned. A, to the queen of the vampires basically uh, so that's a good book though yes it was i'd totally be his queen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now <laughs> we've given you some vampires now uh t- let's move into a couple of uh witch series we've got witching savannah which is jc Hurd, another independent writer a lot of people really like that there it's a family of old old family of witches who are trying to keep the dark magic at bay from invading the world the heroine really does remind me a bit of diana and her guardian which i love is a golem named clay clever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he's actually kind of a hot golem suit too so go figure that out <laughs> okay i you know what I think I read these books. I read the well. I know I read the line. I didn't read the source of the void. I I haven't read because... the void yet. Um, I read the first two. Just haven't had time to go on. And Gilo is, I would guess, is about that particular character who kind of reminds me of uh, Marie Le Fay, the voodoo queen. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. So, and if you're looking for another witch book. I will always recommend Anne Rice's The Witching Hour. That one was the best oh, one. The, the Teltos and, and Laster I could do without, but I just adore The Witching Hour and how she set up the Mayfair family. Yes. And I, I have to wonder if Deb took some pointers from that when she set up the Declaremonts, honestly and truly. I think she had a lot of influences there. I mean, maybe because she's always said she doesn't like reading other books while she's mm-hmm. writing because she's heavily influenced. But I think she had already had a big volume of influences, you know. Right. From, she- just from living your life, because I think Witching didn't exactly. uh, the Witching Hour come out. Mayfair Witches were like the 90s, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and she's said as much that she's got a lot of respect for Anne Rice and she always liked uh, those vampires and obviously gives a nod to Lestat in uh, the All Souls trilogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the, the foppish, yellow-haired uh, vampire. <laughs> yeah. The people that Marcus used to hang out with in New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, he got in more trouble than Lestat did in New Orleans, which was made it yeah. extra fun. Val, do you have any more you want to add before we... Hit our transitional series before our demons after dark. Let me see. Okay, for me, uh, the Parasol Protectorate is steampunk. It's a uh, by Gail Carriger. Has humans, werewolves, vampires, and it's funny. Ooh. I think it's very funny. I yes. better add that to my list. Um, if you love period drama with Victorian flair, mixed in some creatures and crazy machines. Think like a thousand leagues under the sea, which is classic sea steampunk. Ooh, League of Extraordinary um, Gentlemen kind of thing. Yes, awesome. yes. Um, it's very good. Say the title yep. of that again. The Parasol Protector. Oh yes, I've heard of that. Gail Carringer with that one. Yeah, that that would be it for my fantasy. The ones that I would recommend if you're looking for a book or a series, read those. Those are good. Angela. I am going to just rely on your recommendations. Like I said, I have just been reading a lot of nonfiction and history and biography, and I've just gone into YA. So um, I don't have recommendations from that genre. So I'm going to take your recommendations. Well, speaking of YA, why don't we move into your uh, young adult recommendations? Well, I'll just, I just started this year uh, diving into young adults. So the ones that I've read that have intrigued me this year, um, Passenger by Alexander Bracken. It is a uh, paranormal time traveling adventure. Um, The first book was out this year. The second book comes out in January. Uh, The second book's called Wayfair. It's about a violin prodigy who's living her life with her stoic and information stingy mother, but it gets turned upside down one day at one of her violin concerts, and she has to go on a mission to save her mother and family, but she travels to all these different eras throughout time. I mean, beginning of time, everywhere up to the present, um, to solve this scavenger hunt in order to save her family. So that was pretty interesting. And it's a meaty book. It's very well written. It's actually complex, and there's a lot of history in it. So although it's YA, um, it's it's on the upper end of YA. It's very it's pretty sophisticated. So would you say like Harry Potter YA level? Older than that. Older. Older than that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
because even the heroine is like 20. So she's not like this, you know, high school student by day. So it's more new adult. Yes. Ah. And then my other favorite from the historical fiction genre is My Lady Jane. There's a team of three authors, Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and, and Jody Meadows. And it's actually a retelling of Jane Grey's life, but it's a comedy. So it's historical fiction, um, but it's it's kind of in the vein of The Princess Bride. It's like a Monty Python's version of the drama that goes on between Henry VIII's kids. So it was a nice reprieve, um, although still part of history. Ooh, fun. I'll have to add that to my list as well. My list is getting I know. Big. And then I've read some other standalone books. Um, the Serpent King by Jeff Zentner, that takes place in the South. It's a coming of age story. So that was actually my first jaunt into young adult. And it's nice, compact story, three characters that take nice development. They all come from three different walks of life. Um, And it's just, it was a nice introduction to young adult uh, because it ends neatly. Um, Although the road to get there is, is very messy. And as you can imagine, in a coming to age story. One I'm reading now, though, is The Illuminae Files. It's totally, even for, even though it's young adult, it's totally out of my genre in that it's science fiction. I don't normally read that. Um, but this one is such, it's so well written. Um, it's the format is, it's a 600 page book, but it's not really a 600 page book because the format is not a straightforward, excuse me, straightforward story. It's like you're reading a series of hacked emails, a dossier, intelligent memos. So it every page is looks like you're reading a file of something that's um, comes from military intelligence. But well, that I, sounds like my kind ooh, of book. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And the next one comes out in, I think next week. So um, I would recommend that. It's the Illuminae Files by Jay Kaufman. I mean, I'm sorry, Jay Kristoff and Amy Kaufman. Okay. So basically it's all like down. primary, it's a t- story told through primary sources. Exactly. That's exactly it. Ooh, sounds great. I'm gonna write. It also that. sounds yeah, like definitely. my job, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like work. But it sounds like it might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read you my little recap that I wrote about, a blurb I wrote about it. So I put sci-fi saga with a feisty, smart, MacGyverish girl and her ex-boyfriend stuck on separate spacecrafts and reluctantly have to save the world from destruction and maybe a deadly virus. The whole story is told from an intelligence point of view, meaning that the story unfolds for the reader via hacked emails, confidential military memos, dossiers, intelligence reports, etc. Hmm. That sounds really good. Very, very good. Ah, uh, reading that. Definitely. Now, I, well, new, I, was, I have one new adult I want to uh-huh. add to a list. Um, doesn't necessarily fall in those genres, but um, if you're into new adult and you like romance, definitely beautiful disaster. Oh yeah, I, that is a good one. Jamie McGuire wrote this book. It's really good because uh, she's supposed to be this straight laced girl, and he is this uh, amateur MMA fighter. <laughs> they fight in a basement. And the romance is uh, reluctant, to say the least, in the beginning. But yeah, it ends up pretty good because they're not exactly who you think they are. And that's I'll leave it at that because beyond that, I'll be spoiling things. So yeah, now I've got one as well, which is a really a old school classic young adult. It's called The Dark is Rising series. It's by Susan Cooper. And this one has a lot of Arthurian legend and magic and time travel about a it's more Harry. It's more Harry Potterish than the other things we've been discussing. There's kind of an alternate reality that that comes back and forth between rural Wales after the war, and it's just 
has a lot of really wonderful texture in the writing and brings in a lot of old English legends. One book involves the Greenwich, which is the witch that they are the figure that they make out of the branches of the trees at harvest time and throw into the sea. It's I can't say enough about it. It's probably written from the late 50s and early 60s. So we'll leave it at that. Oh, say the series an author again. The Dark is Rising by Susan Cooper. Okay. okay. I see our to be read list is getting longer and longer as we go. Oh, huh? and there's one other one that since you brought up Beautiful Disaster Vale, Colleen mm-hmm. Hoover and Taryn Fisher teamed up on a three-part book. And the neat thing about it is, is that... I love both of them. Oh, and, and it, this is a YA story. It's about two high, uh, these high school oh. kids and the girl, her mind wipes out after 48 hours and she, it's her and her boyfriend and they keep waking up with no past. And trying to figure out what's going on with him. It's a it's a really well thought out plot. So it's like Groundhog Day. Kind for of, all the time. but you know, of course, it's set in New Orleans and it involves uh, voodoo and witchcraft. And the series is called it's called Never Never. Never, never. Mm-hmm. And that's both Colleen Hoover and yeah. Taryn Fisher. They they team they team Fisher. wrote it. So um, it's kind of fun. And if you don't want to read the Demon After Dark recommendations by Taryn and Colleen, it's it's a nice little clean story that you don't have to worry about your teenage teenage kids seeing you read. Yeah, just buy an uh, buy an electronic. Yeah, that's book. why I don't have just kids. I can read whatever I want. <laughs> get a kindle or an ipad you're good yeah you just better hope that your your amazon account doesn't bleed over into somebody else's kindle do not share an amazon account with your kids (laughs) i'm there oh goodness can i can i tell you one more interesting series that i happen to stumble upon i mean it's it's for probably maybe middle grade to young adult, but I have to tell you the story because I was reading the Illuminae files on the airplane last week and a man said, is that the next book in the Illuminae files? No. He turned out to be a, an author named Henry Neff and he writes the Tapestry series, which is young adult, middle grade, but it's like a Harry Potter. If I can just read you a, a blurb, it says, Max McDaniels lives a quiet life in the suburbs of Chicago. Hello. Until the day he stumbles upon a mysterious Celtic tapestry. Many strange people are interested in Max and his tapestry. His discovery leads him to the Rowan Academy, a secret school where great things await him. So I'm going to purchase this first book and have uh, a buddy read with my daughter. And we can maybe tell you what it's about in a future episode. Cool. Yay. Yeah. So he was sitting next to you. He was. Oh. He was actually sitting in, in the window seat and I was sitting in the aisle seat. But he was coming back to Chicago where he's from um, to do some school chats. So he talks to students uh, either like streaming or he does them in person. So we happened to start chatting about that. He has a new book that just came out and I saw it. Um, but I thought, well, you know what? That could be a, a series that is interesting. Well, definitely now that you know the offer. You yeah. guys are BFFs now. <laughs> well, he did say to email, so maybe I will. Oh, he would love it if you email Angela. Trust me. <laughs> Send him a link to this podcast when it's up. I will, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is that I read everything from, you know, nonfiction to middle grade books because, you know what, I learned something out of every book that I read. And I loved, I actually love doing buddy reads with my kids. Ah, I do too. I do. Well, they're not kids anymore, but I, I kind of lost my son 
uh, I think book four of Harry Potter, but I kept going. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But my daughter, she stayed with me throughout the whole thing. Uh, She dragged me through the twilight and we both enjoyed that whole thing. And yeah, buddy reads with your kids is great. Just don't share an Amazon account. That's right. (laughs) Although Donovan's probably getting old enough that it doesn't really matter. Well, we share one now. We share her student account so I can get that cheap prime. Oh, yeah. And I can buy her, so I can buy her textbooks. But, you know, whatever is on my list is on her list. So she'll just download it and we don't have to pay extra for it. (laughs) (laughs) So what, which would we like to tackle next? Historical fiction or Demons After Dark? I have, I have one for that list. So let's do historical fiction because I only have one. Hit me. Um. Mine is The Bronze Horseman. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, by Paulina Simons. And it is a three series book, but the, the you can read the first one and be good. I think there's not a big cliffhanger. It kind of ends. But you can read that uh, the first one. It takes place in um, World War II St. Petersburg. It is really gripping because it puts you in their world, uh, lets you know what life was like in communist Russia during World War II. It wasn't good. (laughs) It it wasn't good. It was about a romance between the youngest daughter of three and a man that was slated to be the husband of her older sister. And of course, that caused some family problems. But, (laughs) you know, um, it's a good book. Definitely good Sounds interesting. Good series. The third one takes place in the 80s when they've gotten through that and they had their family, their kids are all grown and it kind of takes you through their life over three books. So, and they live in the United States by the third book. It's good. I love a series. So when you say three books, that's perfect for me. I it's, love- like a, it's like that Netflix binge we were talking exactly. about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I had to add to the historical fiction genre. Angela? How about you guys? I have one on there that stuck with me. 111163 by Stephen King. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, and I, I I'm not, I don't read Stephen King, his other genre, his horror genre. That's not for me. Um, but the, the, so I gave this one a try, not even knowing it was by him. And I absolutely loved it. Of course, it has time travel um, and a mission, which are the two things that I need. Um, and I'm there. So I really like that one. And the, the audio book is fantastic, too. Craig Wasson. He's right up there with Jennifer Ikeda. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I've seen him. He, he's also a, an he's made a lot of appearances in, on screen as well. Yes. Yes, he has. Yeah. And, and to add to to, to your recommendation, uh, there's I don't know if it's come out yet or not, but James Franco is uh, doing a mini, mini series of the story. And, yeah, really? and wow. was tying up traffic in downtown Dallas one day when I had things to do and pleased <laughs> with it. But it was really kind of cool because you get, they had the uh, streets blocked off and they were actually recreating the assassination, which was kind of oh, wow. spooky. But nevertheless, did you get to see any of it or did you just well, see it on the news? I, we could see some of it. We were in a, a deposition in a meeting room in one of the tallest buildings in town and the view out of the conference room was down just right down the street where you could see the filming going on so basically we had a bird's eye view of what they were doing that day yeah that's kind of neat i'd be taking pictures with my phone it was look at what i saw today (laughs) i mean and that's from what i understand of the story angela it's really kind of gripping and almost an alternate history kind of thing it is it's very thought-provoking i mean the premise is you know should they stop the assassination of JFK if they could? And that's a question, 
you know, you can think for hours just on, on yourself. Would you go back in history and change any part of history for yourself or for someone else? So it, it deals with that. And it is an alternate history. And, and along that same line, there's a new series out called Timeless, which explores yes. that same uh, premise, which actually yeah, I'm I kind a- of getting sucked into. And we can talk about that if we, rec- you know, we make recommendations on other things. But it it's a great illustration of what when Deb always tries to explain try, time travel and how you have to be careful about how you al- may alter things. I've seen the previews for that. It looks really interesting. Oh, it it is. It seems like every week they have to time travel to a different historical time period historical event. I mean, the two I've seen so far has been the Hindenburg explosion and the uh, assassination of Abraham Lincoln, which ties into the. 112363 plot as well. It's like, do you stop it or do you let it go forward? And the interesting thing is the main character is a historian, kind of like Diana. Oh, wow. But she's more of an American history rather than world history. So I think we're probably going to be limited to seeing incidences in in, in American history. Yeah, stateside. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a couple of historical fiction recommendations that tie in pretty directly to the All Souls world and probably would interest a lot of folks considering some of the talk about the various identities that people have inhabited in the de Clermont family or people that they have met in their life. Uh, Two of them are by Margaret George, who does a fabulous job of telling a story. She will take a historical character or a historical personage or a mythological character and the way she not presents it as a novel it, it is so readable and it's so enjoyable especially uh the two that i really really loved and really it stood out for me especially in, with the all souls universe was her book helen of troy this, this the book was the whole reason i was so married to that theory about isabeau because <laughs> oh the helen of troy theory yes the, the way the story was novelized novelized it not only wove in the trojan war and the myths and that the story by Homer, it also tied in some of the archaeological evidence of whether there really was a Helen and whether there really was a Troy. She tied all of that in together. Um, and then her other one was the memoirs of Cleopatra, which tied into a lot of the historical record and the version of the story told by Shakespeare. Oh, and, but, wow. but they're they're immensely readable and, and enjoyable. You, they're books you can just kind of sink into. She's got it. She's got a great writing style, and I would think that perhaps she also listened to the words of Lacey Smith Baldwin about making sure when you talk about history, you tell the story of it and not just the raw facts. So would you say that you have to know any prior? No, not at all. That was a beautiful thing about it. It, it That's great. reads exactly like a novel. It, it was a lot less information intensive than somebody like Alison Weir. Mm-hmm. And you could just take it for, for a story. I mean, it's about halfway between Philippa Gregory and Alison Weir okay. is where That's I put it. That's a good it. happy medium. Yeah, exactly. And then... Uh, so you can be a man on the street and pick oh, up yeah, this book and, go, this and is a great just story. be engulfed Yeah, this is it. a great story about ancient Greece, or this is a great story about a uh, great romantic novel about a woman leader in ancient Egypt. You don't need to know about the history or anything. But if you do know about it, you can pick up a lot of the influences and undercurrents. Well, I suppose it's like the All Souls trilogy in that you start researching and you say, hey, oh my gosh, that's true. Or I didn't yeah. know that. Or, you know, then then rereads make even more sense. Layers and layers and yeah. layers. Excellent. Yeah. That's good. That's what we're looking for. And then the other one, which is also uh, ties into the Trojan War, is called The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. And that is the story of Achilles and Patroclus. 
and it's a male male romance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and if you remember, Patroclus was the king who went out in his in Achilles' armor, and Hector killed him. And part of the part of the Iliad is the the, the funeral games for Patroclus, who was honored for mm-hmm. by the Greeks. And the whole backstory was is that they may have been lovers. Has always been one one academic thought, but this. Madeline Miller just made it into this beautiful story and wove a lot of Greek Greek traditions and everything else in, into it that helped me understand the whole Philippe's view of the underworld. The end of the story is a beautiful wow. telling of how the Greeks viewed death, which, like I said, ties right into the, our All, All Souls universe and ties right into Philippe. Right. Better understanding him. Exactly. And then my third one, I think we've already recommended this on one of our weekly geeks, is called Courtesan by Diane Hager. And it's I read that one. That was that's that, that that's kind of like Demons at Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect. It's a good happy yeah. medium, I think. And it's, it's, it's a historical romance all about Diane de Portier. And ah. is it lush, lush and yes. lavish? I and mean, that's what I. Yes, okay. it's lush, it's lavish. And if I had to pick between that one and the version of the story told by Princess Michael of Kent, I would choose Courtesan instead of The Serpent in the Moon because the the writing's just more. For me, the writing was a little bit more lyrical and poetic than Princess Michael, hmm. but. That's me. I'm always looking for the romance in every single story I read. Because yeah, you are well, but, you are that person. It, it's the relationships <laughs> between the characters. I mean, yeah, that's true. Even if you look at it, like the relationship between Matthew and Hamish, or Matthew and Kit, for that matter. Yes, I mean they're yeah, compelling yeah. relationships, and usually there's some there's some kind or manner of love involved. So I'm not going to be apologetic anymore. Were you ever? I don't think I you were. To be. Okay. <laughs> that was cute. Let's stop now. <laughs> I'm done. I tried that on. It didn't work. Yeah, it was bad. Can All I tell right. you the movie Titanic? I was so upset that it was romance. I like. I thought it was going to be history. <laughs> you were like the old man in the back of the theater railing at the screen. I can see it now. Yes. Yes. So you were you like my son when the dude fell off the boat? and hit the propeller he was like yes best part of the movie (laughs) i don't know about that but it's like just stop already oh i know it's like yeah with the whole the whole thing with the necklace just killed me i'm like really you know no dude bounced off the propeller and he was like yes (laughs) oh god Oh God! Uh, Quality demise. You know, you know what? He was probably billed as "do bounces bouncing off propeller" in the credits. <laughs> I'll have to go back. Propeller and guy. <laughs> oh man! So again, I digress. Well, you know. <laughs> well, I haven't really been reading the past six months because what have you been doing? The, well, <laughs> I well we moved and now. We finally got myself situated here and now we're like redoing the house. And so I haven't been really reading. Oh, and then the podcast and then re kind of re demonizing mm-hmm. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, getting back into the site because it's getting to the point where we're uh, it's read along season. So we have to demonize ourselves. Yeah. That's right. And I, to be honest, I haven't read a ton like, lately. Because I've, we've been redeem, we've been redemonizing, and we're in the process of selling our house. 
Um, yes, <laughs> the trial and tribulation. And, you know, and I've been yes. dabbling in, in some other things. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. And things. helping out a good friend of mine named Milana. So. Right. Right. She's a fun one. That's kind of a cons- that's kind of a consulting position. I've got too for many you, consulting huh? posi- positions right now between <laughs> between uh CD Reese and keeping her lawyers lawyer like and keeping Milana out of trouble. <laughs> I you know, I need to just get back to my weekly geeks and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lawyers work is never done lady. Demon always schemes. And we've been busy demons. Gosh. So we have been with the move with my move and then Jean you selling your house and recently Angela you just had some busy things happening. I did. Uh I went on an excursion, on a all soulsy kind of excursion. Took a lot of wrong turns, <laughs> but ended up in all the right places. So I can't wait to share that with all of you where I've been inside and outside of um because it was a pretty fascinating and as i said all soulsy trip i can't wait can you tease some of it sure um, a little of it <laughs> how how much do you want me to tease uh as much as you're comfortable with without being spoilery well i was on the, the east coast so i visited a certain campus that we may all know and if any of you know me you know i love a good museum so i've saw some all souls artifacts um, that look like ties directly to our beloved, some of our beloved characters. So um, I've had an opportunity to, like I said, do a, go delve into the All Souls world. And if you saw the pieces from last year, me going to the Morgan Library and the Frick Collection and tying some uh, All Souls to that, this is actually better um, because it's stepping into some of the places that Matthew and Diana have been and also to the time periods that some of the declarements have lived in. So I will leave it at that. That's good. Jean, what have you been working what on? What have my demon like uh, projects included? Well, we're getting the weekly geeks back back up to speed. I've got so many topics I want to delve into and not enough time. Um, I think some of the upcoming episodes we may be looking at may may include what just what Matthew may have been up to in 12th century France. Also, the uh, City of Ladies Tapestries, which Deb teased a couple months ago in her social media postings on Facebook and on Twitter. There are some interesting things going on with that. Um, I'm hoping to get together a piece for everybody on the Crusades through the de Clermont Eyes, which is kind of a huge undertaking given the way Deb has web, uh, woven everything going on in the Crusades with the Covenants and the Congregation and Philippe and all of his machinations. Um, we're also trying to put together a piece on what did Philippe do? You know, where was he meddling? How was he meddling? It's kind of a flight of fancy exploration of history. That could be like a nine-part series, or it can be like one sentence. Exactly. Right? Your choice. (laughs) Two words. Your choice. (laughs) So been working a lot on that. Been working on some side projects. And, of course, doing my primary job, which is being a lawyer and keeping people, saving people from getting themselves into trouble. Yeah. It's a lot. Me... Me, oh, well, I mean, besides my day job, I've been um, messing with the website, moving some things around. Uh, <laughs> extra buttons. So if you happen to go one day and say, hey, there's 10 more extra buttons. That yeah. is the work of our, our handy vampire demon here. Yes. 
because I work in the middle of the night because my day job is actually most of the time a night job <laughs> because airplanes don't sleep and I'll leave it at that. Um, right now, currently, I am after, well, I mean, editing these episodes, I will be working with Laura from the 10th Knot and All Souls Con to try to get a November giveaway together and setting that up on the website and everything like that. Right now, when you're listening to this, when this publishes, our Halloween giveaway should be up and running. Yay! I love a giveaway. Surprises, <laughs> shiny stuff. Um, Hooray! <laughs> we have some great prizes. And if you know, if you've visited this site, then you know it's a showcase showdown. The, per- the person who wins gets to choose their prize package. So, and if you listen to episode one, you already have a leg up. You get five entries to enter our contest. So make sure you visit demonsdomain.com and enter our Halloween giveaway. Our November giveaway, the title is kind of murky. I think it's going to be kind of a Black Friday thing. And the prizes are kind of up in the air because we have to consult with Laura and see how we're going to divvy that, that out. But yeah, that's what I've been doing, demon-wise. And and we've also gotten some feedback from our our li- listeners about who they are, all souls-wise, and how all souls affected them. Bertram! I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's something in your email box. <laughs> okay, looks like we have some emails from our discussers. Now, uh, if you want to become a discusser, we'll discuss that later on in this episode. But for now, we're going to go around the table and read some emails. It's from Livia. Because of the All Souls trilogy, I was stimulated to finish my current book, but I'm in love with two men. No, really, in love, as in yearning for, dreaming of, wishing for either of them to show up here on the bayou and whisk me away. I'm also loving their world and an era I was never interested in before. I'm obsessed with All Souls, Matthew Galloglass, like I haven't been since the Outlander series. I'm drinking Diana's tea, which evokes memories of old bookstores laden with incense and thinking about Matthew rummaging in her closet for it. When I should be writing, I'm thinking about these characters as if I'm away from dear friends and not by choice. So while I'm writing, I listen to Deborah's Spotify playlist in tub on my waterproof Kobo. I'm reading along. Then on my 30-minute ride to town, I re-listen to that same portion for a whole different experience. Then in the evening just before bed, I pick up my big paperback and immerse myself in their world once again. And then I dream of this wonderful world I'd really like to wake up to. What am I going to do? Is there an All Souls 12-step program? Would I really want to attend? Nah. We're with you, Olivia. We're not going to attend that program. Yeah. Either. I'm not even going to look for it. <laughs> and I Google everything. So true. That's right. <laughs> yes, he Graham He was yearning, too. For what? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> All right. My email comes from Victoria, and she answered the question because of the All Souls. She says, I joined a Facebook group, virtually met a ton of awesome people, started a blog, and discovered many more fabulous books in and outside the genre. Shout out, Victoria. Thanks, Victoria. And mine comes from the Laura I was just talking about. Okay, apparently I can't come up with one thing. So here it goes. Number one, because of the All Souls trilogy, I read and reread the trilogy with vampires. I never thought that was going to happen since I always found vampires super creepy. But as you know, Never is a very long time. Number two, because of the All Souls trilogy, I'm in love with Hamish. Thank God Val gets it. I do, sister. Number three, because of the All Souls trilogy, I found inspiration 
and in parentheses, courage to organize a convention, met some truly remarkable and generous people. I wish I could hang out with them a lot more often. And that was from Laura. Shout out, Laura. Love you, Laura. So do you guys have any uh, last words about what we discussed today, Angela? I would say this year has been the year of the book for me. I started with BookCon in the spring and really have broken that, busted out of my comfort zone, as I say. Um, so if you're not sure about certain genres, give it a try. Um, they may not be for you, but I would always say, you know, try something new. I, I did, and it's opened up a whole new world for me, like I said on Instagram. Um, but one of the ways I did it too was through book subscription boxes and bookish subscriptions, because what happens with those is you don't know what book you're going to get. So that's really opened up uh, my selection too. Um, So that would be my parting advice is keep your mind open. Doesn't matter what genre you read, try something new. Doesn't matter the format that you're reading it. It's all good. It's all a book. They're all words on a page um, and go for it. Or screen. Or screen. Exactly. Hmm. This year for me, it's been the year of expanding beyond beyond the book, uh, expanding beyond just being a passive reader. I've gotten more involved with the author community. I've gotten more involved with reviewing books, reading them critically. Um, Weekly Geeks, I've gotten a lot more involved in I'm excited to see what 2017 brings, to be honest with you. I'm thinking about dabbling in some fanfic since poor Baldwin's been left behind. But we'll see about that. I mean, <laughs> any, hey, you know, if reader. you're going to do a historical set piece, you better do it right. So I've started some research, but I won't tell you when I'm researching and you'll just all have to be surprised. And me, um, I have been a bad reader the last six months, but I have excuses. Yeah, you never know what you're going to like, so... Pick something up if you had something on your list, On if you heard something on this list that you might be scared to try because it's not your genre. Oh my God, Graham. It's not that bad. He can't read. He he needs glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I guess what I was saying is just pick it up, you know, read it. You might like it. Let's wrap it up, you guys, shall we? If you're wondering how these ladies were able to email that email us their answers to a supposedly mystery question, they signed up to our email list and we emailed them said, hey, what do you think? Give us your answer. What we asked was because of the All Souls trilogy, dot, 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 fill in the blank. Now you can do that with us now and go into the show notes and fill it out and We'll read it if we have time, if we have space for it, we'll definitely read it. And what you can also do with that form is sign up for sign up for our email list. You can do it all in one form. Or if you go to demonsdiscuss.com, there's a smaller form with just your name, a block for your name and your email address. Fill it out and boom, you're a discusser just like that. And you'll get our ahead of time questions before we record and become part of the bigger conversation. Now we have more answers, but we'll probably tack those on as we go along to more episodes. Every once in a while, we'll shoot out a question or we'll ask you what you think about a certain subject. And we really are interested. We want to know what you guys think. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And we, you can find this podcast or listen to us now. So you found it, but you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, on your phone, take us with you in your car. If your car is equipped for that, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, 
and a lot more. Uh, like I said, I'm a total geek. So when I researched what I needed to do, I kind of went overboard, but that's good for you. We're even uploaded episodes on to YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to keep that up, but it depends on uh, the reception and if it helps, you know, helps get pe- get our message out there so people can find us, then I'll keep doing it. But uh, I might do 10 episodes and say, hey, for more, come visit us here. Yeah, that's another place you can find us. So demonsdomain.com is our home base. Demonsdiscuss.com takes you right to the podcast. And if you have something to say and you don't want to fill out a form, just demonsdomain at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. We'll answer. Thanks for letting us be the voices in your head. See you soon. Bye, guys. Ciao.